My name is Amia Sandovanek, and you're listening to the Root and STEM podcast, a podcast exploring issues and stories in STEAM education. In this episode of the Root and STEM podcast, I'm going to share my work and research on the ring seal and how changed our approach to ocean conservation. Hi everyone, I'm Inuya Salibnuk, and I'm currently a PhD student at University of Manitoba. Today I'm going to talk to you about my work that I did as a master's student at the University of Prince Edward Island. And I studied ring seal health and Inuit Kayumatahangit, or Inuit knowledge, in Iqaluit. So doing this project was really fun because I got to go home way more often than I did in my undergrad. To get these samples, I went back home to Iqalit and I spent all summer seal hunting, talking to hunters, getting samples. In the springtime, I would get a phone call, a hunter calling me, telling me he got like seals and he's ready for me to come sample them. So I would come down, he would have fresh blood collected, and then I would come in and as he's butchering the seal, I would grab like a piece of lover, uh, a piece of meat. Um, a piece of the liver and like all these pieces. There's a lot of pieces that I would get. That's how I sampled the seals was just getting to know the hunters, talking to them. It was it was a lot of seals and like uh, spending time at the beach or at their house next to their boat. And then the interviews were really fun to do as well because it was in Iqalit back home and I was talking to hunters and elders who I don't normally interact with. So listening to their stories about hunting and what they've witnessed and seen and the changes they're noticing was really great to hear. And I feel so lucky that I got to do this research at home, like where I grew up, where I went to, you know, like elementary school, middle school, high school, like I knew everybody in town and then just being like, yeah, I'm going seal hunting for school. So this is great. (laughs) Um, It was really fun. The ring seals are very important to Inuit in lots of different ways. Not only was it a staple food item, but many parts of the seal provide different things like the meat and the fat were food and fuel. And the fur is used for clothing, garments, like it's super warm, super light. And it's so ingrained in Inuit culture that it's more than just food. It's what makes us Inuit, I feel like. So I, I think a lot more attention needs to be paid to how the ring seal is doing. In any project that I do, I really think it should start with doing consultations with Inuit to see if this is a project that they're interested in because that's where I would contribute the most and where it's the most, um, the project would have better success if people actually want that work to be done. And there's lots of work out there that you need want done. The documentation of along the way is a one way to make that research um, matter to that area where the research is being done. 
because I always hear researchers saying like, oh, you did all these interviews. How can that apply to my research? But innate knowledge is bound to place. So you can't take one set of interviews and apply it to your area because it's a very different area. So doing interviews in each community where I, the research is being done lets you make that research more applicable and real and have uh, results that can be applied. So I think IQ makes the project a lot stronger. So climate change is not an area that I specifically looked at. I mean, it's always there in the in the back of my mind and like being aware of how climate change can impact the things that we're trying to measure. So for my project, I measured contaminants like mercury and antibodies to diseases. So just trying to see what seals are exposed to. And there's not that much information about there about what seals are exposed to in terms of disease. So we know that the oceans are warming, especially in the north, like it's getting warmer as we go north. So warmer oceans mean more visitors from the south are coming up like different kinds of seals, different kinds of whales, different kinds of fish. So knowing what today our seals look like and what they're exposed to can hopefully give us a reference point to when we look back at it 20 years from now, be like, oh, before seals weren't exposed to this. There's, we were, yeah, we were just trying to get that baseline information, like, okay, in 2017, here's how the seals looked. So hopefully it'll be a reference point as things change. It wasn't only the reference points, it was like the interviews we also did in those, that year, those two years. So having a space to like sit down with the hunters and like talk through exactly what they have been observing in the last few years versus in the last 20, 30, all their lives, I think would also be just as valuable because it was a chance for me to sit down with these hunters to find out what they've been observing in seals. And then hopefully a follow-up to this project would be doing more interviews in maybe 10 years and find out exactly how observations have changed from Inuit hunters in Iqaluit. I mean, the interviews and the like, the data that we got from the blood samples, all the Inuit who I, I collected samples with, they were very interested. They were like, you got to tell me what you find right away. Like, I'm very interested. So, I mean, both parts of the project, or the parts of the project, like the interviews and the blood samples and tissue samples, everybody, all the hunters were super keen. They were the most keen to find out the results. Yeah, I'd like to think it doesn't only have, it's not only interesting for the scientists who might read this paper, but it's also interesting for the Inuit to kind of see what other hunters are seeing. So there were many parts to the ring seal project, and one of them was looking at uh, mercury concentrations in various tissues, like the muscle, the liver, and 
Like those two are the most popular or the most commonly used tissues to look at mercury concentration within animals. So we did take samples to look at these mercury concentrations. And of course, this is dependent on how old the seal is, right? The older the seal is, the more it's likely to accumulate and hold on to these contaminants. So it's it's very interesting when you consider that the age of the seal impacts mercury concentration. And the fact that all the hunters I interviewed, they prefer the youngest, smallest seal. So just by looking at that, you can see how they're selecting for seals that are maybe have less contaminants in them. So it was very exciting to, you know, tie these together in my project. I think contaminants are kind of a scary word though. So I, I'm, I'm very careful to, to talk about it sometimes because once people hear contaminants, people get worried that their food is not safe to eat when it's not the case because sometimes most of this mercury actually passes through you. Like it doesn't interact with any other tissues or processes in your body. Most of it does just, it just passes right through. So I always like to say that while I'm talking about contaminants, especially mercury. I think the current method of conservation that's happening in Canada is very westernized. I feel like it's it's pretty shallow. It's great that we're setting up parks and you know all these wonderful conservation areas, but then actually those don't mean anything once you actually look at the terms like yeah, they can still do exploration, they can still do shipping, like it's still there's not that much protection when you have the name conservation area or a park and I think especially in the north starting to adopt conservation styles that align with principles might help in that particularly thinking about not just for this generation but for the generations after and the fact that we're part of the environment and we're not like sitting above the environment looking down you know we're like oh we're above all these animals and the environment and we should dictate how to take care of everything when we're part of the environment too and we're taking care of ourselves by taking care of the environment so i think taking a less western approach to conservation and, and a more holistic approach through would i don't know i think we would see different results in the north The ring seal project that we did, I'm hoping it's just a a start to other projects that come after. There's lots of great people and Inuit coming up through the education system now who are also becoming researchers. And so I'm I'm hoping that my research will be considered out of date in five years, you know what I mean? Because it'll be so much better in five years. Like they'll be doing all these different kinds of projects and tying in IQ with lots of different kinds of research. I was, I was, when I was doing that project, I was thinking about it like all the time. And I, there was at a conference one time where somebody from the Polynesian islands came to an Arctic conference 
And they were telling us about how the Nunavut land claim agreement was the most amazing thing they'd ever heard of. And that they were so excited that like other indigenous peoples in other parts of the world were having success with claiming their land back. And we like, we didn't even, cause we're like, we're in the NLCA in Nunavut. You're like, oh, like this isn't good enough. We need more. And then when you take a step back and look at all these other people, under, other indigenous peoples around the world, they're using us as a model to do what they want to see happen. So although it seems like being in the research right now, it feels like this is not good enough. We need to do more. I'm hoping that other indigenous peoples in other parts of the world will see these examples of Inuit fighting for conservation of seals. And these examples of Inuit standing up for their environment are also providing like a little beacon of light to be like, oh, Indigenous peoples can fight for their environment and it's working. It's good to reflect on that when sometimes it feels like nothing is working and all the work that we're doing is not getting anywhere, but it actually is. Not all your learning has to take place in school, in class nine to three. I think my love for marine mammals and the outdoors came from the weekend camping that I did with my family. It's totally fine to take things that you learn outside of school and turn that into something that you could do for a living. And I've seen lots of great people do exactly that. Like my husband, he has a bachelor of science in chemistry, but now he's a videographer and that's his full-time job. And I like I've been in school for a very long time and I had I changed my my degree program two years after getting into university. So it's totally fine to change your mind and test things out. So it's, it's really interesting to do a project like this for school where you're going home and you're going seal hunting, where you're going fishing for research. And I didn't really know that was an option until I finished my undergraduate degree. And then I realized through my summer jobs that I could be doing these really fun things that I usually do at home, like going camping, going fishing, like hunting. I could do that and get paid for it and have a good time out doing science. And what was really helpful to get into this line of work or research was I had a really great mentor in Iqalit and she was one of my summer student supervisors. Um, and she just, she introduced me to all these great ways to be involved in research. And I think that's really important to introduced to kids in high school or middle school or even younger than that to tell them what the options are and I think that's a great way that educators could introduce STEAM to kids is just um, get them interested in, in things that they probably already do like they probably already go for walks and look at bugs or look at mushrooms and then say that's a viable career option so mentorship is very important. <laughs> For more information about ocean conservation, check out the teacher kits available at bingwalk.com.